Welcome back to part two of this focus on the Indiana Latino Institute. We have Marlene Dotson, President and CEO, Rachel Santos, Education Program Coordinator, along with Leadership Circle participants, Annabelle Menefee and Juan Guzman. In this episode, we take a deep dive into the value of mentorship and how it's being leveraged to make sure the next generation of Latino leadership is ready for the task. Welcome back to the Skill Up Build Up podcast, powered by the Morales Group, where we are leading talent to thrive. And this is part two of our focus on the Indiana Latino Institute. In the previous episode, I teased that we are going to have actual voices from the leadership circle, and they indeed have arrived. So in this follow-up episode, we still have Marlene Dodson and Rachel Santos on, but we're also bringing voices from the leadership circle to this table. We have Annabelle Menefee, Director of Admissions from Ivy Tech, Thank you for being with us, Annabelle. And we also have Juan Guzman, Service Line Director for Orthopedics and Neuroscience at IU Health West Hospital. They are phenomenal participants from this initial cohort of the Leadership Circle that is hosted by the Indiana Latino Institute. And so I would like to welcome them to this table. Thanks for having us. Mm -hmm. All right. So when we left the last episode, we really wanted to see if the proof was in the pudding. And so I think if the aspiration is to develop leaders that are going to be able to uh, sit at all levels of civic life, especially uh, with employers, and then also use their voice when they're in that that moment and in, in those positions, I'm thinking that you're trying to pick those candidates that are probably well positioned to actually achieve that. So what's the process in trying to figure out who these leaders are going to be and how to recruit them and get them to participate in this program? Yes, yes. Uh, for our first class, we invite companies to nominate uh, their rising stars, uh, Latino employees, uh, their corporates or institutions. Uh, so that was uh, through a application. Uh, and also we ask employees to sponsor, not only nominate, but also sponsor uh, their uh, employees. Uh, so that was the selection of once we collected all these nominations, we submitted this to a committee uh, with, uh, because we have a committee who reviews the application and they selected the nine candidates for this year. And with all of those candidates um, selected, did all those nominations go through? Was there a successful transition or were there any difficulties in the process? Uh, when you have uh, all rising starts, of course, you know, they, it can become difficult, but at the same time, we want to have diversity within our, in terms of careers, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, gender. I mean, we want to have from different backgrounds. So, it, it, I mean, it was, tough for the group, for the the selective committee, but they did great. So it seems like you have representations from uh, a variety of sectors. Um, From announcing the guests that we have additionally joining us, you have the health sector and education sector joining us. Are there any other sectors that are part of this leadership circle? Yeah, we have from the airport, we have engineering, we have from the airport, uh, Carrier Corporation, um, TA Services, Illili Company, uh, Marion University, Huntington Bank. 
Yeah, and they all have different backgrounds. So we have social media, um, so marketing, and then we have lawyers and, like Marlene said, engineers. Awesome. Well, since uh, we're seeing how this program is making an impact, let's uh, draw our attention to Annabelle. Annabelle, so you jumped into this leadership circle. Uh, What have been some of those outstanding moments for you in being a part of this program? Yeah, I think for me, um, several outstanding moments have, well, we've we've had several, I should say. Um, a lot of that is really connecting with um, leaders within our community that um, are sharing their stories of how they have been able to either um, be empowered themselves um, within their corporation, how they have um, seeked mentorship and navigated their careers uh, but then also, um, it's really it's a breath of fresh air to also have individuals who are um, ver- vulnerable and um, share their personal stories. Um, because I think, uh, especially in leadership, we, we have this, um, this thought of what a leader is. But understanding where they're coming from and the struggles that they've had, maybe they've there's been tough decisions that they've had to make along the way. Um, that allows us to know, you know, yes, that's going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to have some tough decisions, but it also helps us um, either pave the way a little bit better for, for our careers um, and learn from those, whether it's decisions or understand that, you know, the choices that we've made are actually in line with what our career trajectory you know, um, we would like for our career trajectory to be. Um, so th- that's that's really been um, kind of some moments that I've been able to reflect on and learn from, you know, most importantly. We've had individuals that we've been able to um, connect with. Um, you know, we just recently uh, came from a visit with um, the former governor, um, Mitch Daniels, who is mm-hmm. now, you know, at Purdue, which, you know, was really electrifying, I think, for us um, just to hear um, from a former governor, yeah. you know, and and more so, I think, in our positions, we are able to um, share some of our concerns mm-hmm. and also um, voice some of our opinions and um, be the voice to some of the needs within our sectors um, and also just get their perspective on where do you think we as Latino leaders, um, and we actually have, as a group, coined the phrase of, we are leaders that just so happen to be Latinos, you know? And how, within our space, how we can actually make an impact, not just within our industry, but also within our overall community. All right, well, it seems like the proof is in the pudding, you know? (laughs) You're talking about how seeing certain leaders, especially high-level leaders throughout the state, are making an impact on you, and I'm sure uh, by seeing them, you're you're learning some things yourself, and you're using that moment to voice your concerns. Uh, that's a good way of exercising your voice. Juan, can you share any other outstanding moments or things that have really made an impression on you as you've been in this program? Yeah, I agree with Annabelle uh, wholeheartedly. She really hit the nail on the head with a lot of those um, awesome moments. I think one of the things that I really um, treasure from this program is the opportunity to be in front of individuals who have, um, for lack of a better way of saying it, have made it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Folks who, to Annabelle's point, have shared their stories, have shared where they've come from, um, and have shown us kind of 
hey, there really is an opportunity out there for you to do this, and we're willing to help you. Um, we've had some rock star panels, um, really folks from every industry, um, healthcare, education, uh, the public life. Um, we've had you know visits to the mayor's office, obviously the visit that Annabelle mentioned to uh, Purdue University to meet with Mitch Daniels and his leadership team, but even folks like Jim Morris, um, who worked at the United Nations and oversaw the World Food Bank and things wow. of the such have come and, and talked That's to awesome. us. So. Um, I'm a little starstruck. I was yeah. talking to Annabelle a little bit before we, we came in here. And, um, you know, you sit there and sometimes you don't really have any questions because all you want to do is just hear these people talk all day because they have such powerful stories and they're very, um, they're, they're more than willing to share anything with you. And they, they're very passionate about what they do. They're definitely role models, I guess, for a lot of us. Um, and I, I, I think Annabelle hit the, the nail on the head too when she talked about we are leaders who happen to be Latinos. And I think we've continued to adopt that mantra as a group and as a, as a cohort, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. Well, you've mentioned being starstruck. Obviously, you are getting to interact with some very influential figures, but I know that the program also involves you taking a trip to D.C. You're starting to get more comfortable in voicing concerns that you have. What are you looking forward to with that D.C. trip? And by the way, I think this is a great opportunity to exercise and learn about leadership when you're going to the, the federal level. But what are you looking forward to with your DC trip? And are there any tools that you've developed in this program or become more aware of that you plan to leverage while you're making this trip? I think when when we're looking at, at DC, you know, we, as you mentioned, we're looking at that federal level, you know. Um, but I think for, for me personally, um, not exactly knowing right now what our agenda is, um, but I think one of the things that this leadership program has actually prepared us for is prepare for the unexpected and seize the moment. So if we have the opportunity to voice our opinions, you have to be prepared. You have to have that note in your back pocket, you know, because you don't know who you're going to be in front of and you have to take that opportunity to be able to, um, you know, again, raise the concerns. We don't really know what we're going to do. And, and <laughs> I could see that maybe you're not yeah. so aware and that there's probably some things that are taking place to start to inform that agenda. I think one of the things the program has prepared us for mm-hmm. for D.C. is what is the process to be a change agent in your community, right? So if you think about, um, you know, the public life and, and being a politician and doing the things changing policy and making sure policy is fair and equitable for everybody. The program's shown us how to do that. They've shown us who those influential leaders are, who are those influential organizations. And, you know, if we want to make change in policy, we now have the tools and we understand what that process looks like, Mm -hmm. which is something some of us may have not walked into the room knowing. And we have that going into our trip to D.C. now. Uh, I want to bring it back to Marlene and Rachel. And also feel free to chime in if there's some things you want to say. Uh, about this question, but mentorship is very important as you're trying to make sure you're preparing this next generation. Um, Can you speak to some of your hopes and aspirations and some of the things that you've been thinking of as you're putting this program together? What are your hopes for the leadership circle participants in terms of what they'll get from their mentors? Be prepared to face the realities of our community, to be a leader. Uh, you don't walk alone. Mm. You need people that walk with you, to support you, uh, to learn from their lessons, 
and to be to have all these uh, support by you with they work with you so we believe that through this program expose and provide this cohort group with those options those opportunities with right now matching them each one with a mentor that they will be working for three years it's a great opportunity for them that you know in every step of the way of their development they are not going to go alone mm -hmm. and learning from their experience but also you know having to say pick up the phone and says here this is what i'm thinking i want to hear your thoughts on this so uh, that that is so important and that's where we're connecting each of these uh, members of the class with a mentor yeah. and, and right now they are actually pairing them currently uh, I forgot to mention early is that we have a moderator for this class his name is Charlie Garcia okay. he's, and he's well known in our community so he is now charged with connecting uh, I, with uh, each member of this class with a mentor. Yeah, and I think in addition to the structured uh. mentorship, um, there's going to be an organic mentorship that comes out of this program yeah. with our younger students. So um, Juan, for example, has already said, you know, oh, you have a student at IU Health. How can I help them get, um, you know, get a job? And he's talked to us about the interns that he has at IU Health already. Um, and Annabelle, I remember I had a student who I didn't even know where to start from. You know, she called me um, and she was a DACA recipient and she had gone to Ivy Tech and she had lost all these credits and I didn't even know where to start. Um, so I emailed her and she was able to direct me to the right person right away. So I think, um, you know, there's going to be more of an organic uh, mentorship as well on top of the structured program. That's so great, Rachel, because that gets me to the heart of Juan and Annabelle. Your experience with mentors, I'm sure as you've gone through this formal being paired with a mentor process, there's going to be a good connection there. But have there been individuals that you had the opportunity to meet that you're already entertaining as more of an organic type of mentor? And can you speak to us about it? First and foremost, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without the help of my mentors mm -hmm. um, inside and outside of the program that I've developed uh, relationships with. Um, actually, one of the individuals who I consider to be my mentors was one of the um, panel individuals, Art Vasquez, who's the president of Value Health West Hospital. And so, um, you know, that's been a natural, organic, um, you know, yeah. uh, mentorship-mentee uh, relationship from the get-go. Um, you know, I really think mentorship is just a great opportunity. Um, I had a great mentor once tell me, you know, if you learn from your mistakes, you're really smart. If, if you learn from others' mistakes, you're really wise. Mm -hmm. You become wise. And I think um, that's what mentorship is all about is how do you bounce ideas off of folks who have that experience who have had that have already been there or have been in your shoes before and how do you learn from those opportunities that they've already have, have already come to them and how do you make it even that much better and I think I'm, I'm ecstatic to figure out who my or find out who my mentor is going to be um, it'll be <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun um, I think I know Annabelle probably is as well so, yeah, yeah yeah no absolutely and when you talk about just that natural organic relationship I think we all have been able to gravitate to Charlie mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just his personality and you know as we meet with him individually to then create that figure out who we are what our aspirations are um, and what our 
um, who may be potential mentors, you know, uh, for us. Um, you know, we just we've developed that relationship with him that um, he has actually been able to steer several of the participants into great partnerships with other companies or other institutions. And a lot of that just came from an idea. And so I, I'm thankful, and I think we're, we're blessed to be able to have a moderator who um, acknowledges and sees the talent that is present mm -hmm. and says, you know what, that idea is not just in, you know, in vain. We're going to take that idea and we're going to grow from that. Um, you know, Helmuth has been able to create such a great, you know, partnership with um, um, IUPUI, yep. um, and it's in a... In a, in a sector in a world that he didn't even you know think possible so it's I think that is really um, a great opportunity and a great organic relationship that has been built you know just within um, the program itself phenomenal I'm, I'm very curious now about your perception and embrace of mentoring when you were finishing your education career um, has it changed from what it was then to where it is now and can you just speak to how have you always viewed mentorship like this or has it evolved into something where you realize it could be more helpful than you originally thought back when you were a teenager or in your early 20s? I, I definitely think mentorship has to be a continuous evolving, you know, process, um, you know, because you're in different stages of your life. So, you know, as a teenager, you know, say there is different um, challenges that you know we that were in front of us that we needed those mentors to help us navigate and now we're just in a different space that um you know it just requires a different set of experience mm -hmm. um and so that's where we have to as individuals evolve and um also just be open to that new perspective um you know for example as a as a mentee you know um, i think at a younger age, you may see a, a mentor as somebody who's going to give and know exactly what it is that you need. But I think at this stage in our lives, we as mentees have to own exactly mm. our own growth wow. and be able to um, speak to that and say, as a mentor, this is what I would like to see. This is what I need. You know, These are the areas that I want to grow in. And that provides the mentor the opportunity to say, yes, I'm able to provide that. Or let me look at my network and see how I can help you, you know, in, in that aspect. But we have to own that mm -hmm. as a mentee. And as a mentor, then, um, you know, providing that different perspective is really connecting with your mentee and not only um, working just off of what they tell you, but also what you see in them, mm. you know, and then providing them those different perspectives. I know you may not be interested in this, but your skill set <laughs> is really powerful and I, I just want you to take a glimpse yeah. you know and that can really change the trajectory of somebody's career wow yeah I agree with Annabelle I think it's 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 definitely always an evolution mm -hmm. um, what your perception on mentoring is and being mentored I think you know when I was growing up I had no idea kind of the value of what a mentorship could really do um, and, and then kind of having a mentor um, and, and growing in that relationship um, organically, it really, it changed my perception on some of the things that not only I bring to the table, but things that they bring to the table too. And it now, as I become um, a little older, um, I, I know that 
from a, me- a mentorship relationship, I have to own as well. Back to Annabelle's point, you have to nurture, you have to foster that relationship between the mentor mentee and make sure that it continues to grow. It's not only on the mentor to just give, um, you have to give to the relationship as well. I think you know, there's value on both sides of the equation there. And I think it, it's, it's really important. And it's an integral part of being a leader within the, within the community and growing as a professional as well. Yeah, that concept of the mentee uh, realizing that in the relationship they also give uh, can really amplify sort of the impact and especially help the leadership that may be trying to help others as well. I'd say mentoring maybe 25 years prior to now, I think the relationship is more one-sided and I think that happens in a lot of companies where they're, they're expecting the senior people to give information to the junior people, whereas as we are in 2019 and probably for the last five to 10 years, we're experiencing a, a, a shift in that where, uh, and I appreciate you also voicing this as well, Annabelle, a mentee being direct about expectations and, and, and trying to frame out for the mentor what they're looking to grow in. And then also that orientation of, and I can also contribute to this relationship. From your initial time at coming, coming into ILI till now, What's been the evolution of mentoring? Was there a switch from thinking, hey, we need to bring in these experts that are going to help this next group grow? Or have you started to realize there are some ways that we can uh, make way for growth on both sides where both sides are giving? How has mentoring changed pretty much? Has it changed at all at ILI since you've come? And, And what are your hopes and aspirations of those who are mentoring in this program? Yeah, so I think um, with the addition of the leadership circle, it as I mentioned earlier, it's more structured. Um, but I do believe that ILI has a history of connecting and growing relationships across the city. Um, you know, there are our board is a powerhouse, and there's kind of this idea of how can we make sure to utilize that board in a different way. You know, it's not just financial. You know, it's not just monetary. Um, there's more. Those are you know leaders in the community and people who can give back to our students. Um, you know, we have um, a large number of Latino, young Latinos who go through our programming. Um, so I think um, I think we're just trying to add that one step that is a little more structured um, with an understanding that mentorship is powerful mm-hmm. and it's a necessity to lift the Latino community. So while we advance health and while we advance education, we need leadership. Thank you for that. Juan, Annabelle, are you currently mentoring any individuals right now? And if you are, can you share your thoughts on what type of mentor you're trying to be? Working in a higher education setting, <laughs> we tend to be mentors all the time. That makes you a know, lot of sense. whether whether it's um, formal or informal, and most of the times it's informal. So, um, for me, I just try to um, provide an understanding and have students also provide grace to students because they're being they're growing and there's a lot of things that are um, a lot of factors and a lot of changes within their life and also within our community there's a lot of um, you know within the political climate you know can affect a student's you know mental state so you know there's grace that needs to be provided but at the same time there's also expectations that I set for the students that I've been working with expectations of there needs to be I need to see and you need to see for yourself that there's change mm-hmm. happening you know whether it's train of thought 
or just maturity, you know, and that's an expectation that I set. Not necessarily this is what I expect of you um, precisely, but I make sure that there's some type of reflection. And they said, I was here when we started and now I am here. Um, because if there's not, there isn't growth, then the relationship that we we're having, we're not producing in a sense, you know. So um, I also look at the relationships as, you know, transformational, not just for them, but for myself as well. And um, I also reflect as a leader, you know, how am I connecting with this individual versus this other individual? Um, because my relationships with two people will be very different based on who that individual is, you know, and what they, um, what their background or experiences and so forth. So um, I, as a leader, also have to grow and I consider my mentorship style to be transformational so that I can be helpful for the student, but also um, grow as a leader myself. It's really weird to reflect and think of yourself as a mentor. Um, I, I don't, I, I'll be honest with you, there's probably folks out there who will tell you that they're being mentored by me, but it's just <laughs> conversation that I think about it. I really, as I think about some, some individuals that I've interacted with and really maybe provided some advice, I always try to be an objective lens. Mm-hmm. To Annabelle's point, there's so many influencers in today's society, whether it's the political climate, the you know, economical environment, you know, social media, things of the such, there's so many influencers to the young younger generations and, and, and folks, even even older folks um, who are older than us, um, that you always, as a mentor, I think, you know, um, have a responsibility to be an objective lens for them and challenge them in ways that maybe they haven't been challenged before. Um, you know, I, 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 I agree. I think there are some, there needs to be some boundaries in terms of expectations of progress. Mm-hmm. I think those need to be set um, if you're going to have a formal mentor-mentee relationship because to Annabelle's point you want to grow you both want to grow you want to get just as much out of the mentor-mentee relationship as the mentee um, Mm -hmm. get received so you know I think um, you know definitely from my perspective I always want to be someone who is a sounding board objective sounding board and is able to kind of challenge them in ways that they've probably not been challenged before or asked questions that they've never really been asked before and then they do the same to me there there are mentees um that I'm sure uh, think of me as a mentor, but they've challenged me in ways that I've never thought before. And I've mm-hmm. implemented some of those things in the organization I'm currently in, um, just because they think differently than we do. They're exposed to other things that I may, I may not be exposed to. So always having the, um, you know, whether it's a younger or an older generation, um, kind of talking to them and mentoring them or being mentored by them, it provides you that opportunity. If I have the opportunity to mentor, um, you know, a student of color or employee, you know, of color, um, I make it aware that, you know, there is going to be that you're going to have to work a little bit harder, mm. you know, and mm. um, it's not based, it's based on a lot of my experience and a lot of the experience of individuals that I, you know, work with and having those very candid conversations of, but why, you know, and what is, what is that what does that give me or what is the purpose so having those candid conversations of this is the reality you know this is the reality if you want to get here this is what we need to do mm-hmm. you know together um you know we need to get there but you have to know that you know ahead of time so when you are provided those opportunities you know that you need to seize those moments and perform at a high level 
these responses are very telling. Oftentimes, I think, uh, since this show is kind of known for talking about best practices and offering solutions to those who are dealing with our workforce, uh, we think we can have a response in a nice little, you know, well-managed package. But it's usually a little more evasive than that. And you're, you're saying things that have direct relevance to how we can bring about better engagement and, and, and sort of working relationships. However, um, there's still some some growth that we have to do with that. Sometimes, as you're explaining in your responses, um, mentoring is, is more expansive than we initially think it to be. And it may call on you at times that you're not ready and it may be more demanding. I think when it's like that and we perceive it like that, we're not so ready to say we are mentors, you know? But I can tell through your responses that you're doing a lot of things that mentors do without officially embracing that, oh, I have achieved mentor level, which I think is the humble thing to do and also probably the wise thing to do to not think of the magnitude of what's you know, at stake here. You have people coming to you that realize you have valuable information and wisdom to share. Um, I think that's extremely powerful, and I, and I love that ILI is making sure there's a pipeline of mentoring so that as each generation comes through, they participate, play their leadership role, but then also realize uh, there's there are other people behind them that they have to help lift up too, and mentoring plays a huge role in that. So I just wanted to applaud ILI for that, that emphasis and for you two to accept, hey, I think you're already in the mentor club, and if I'm not mistaken, part of the leadership circle encourages you to have a three-year mentorship with some other individuals that will be coming behind. So uh, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. If it's not here already, like we heard in your responses. There is a, a great intention. Be intentional about this from, from the mentee and from the perspective of the mentor. And I know we have great community leaders. And actually, the, the leadership circle didn't happen just it wasn't a one person or two person. It was a group of community leaders that they came together. And actually, there was uh, we needed some seed funding for this program. And we call up into this great community leader like Steve Alonso, Enrique Contero from Lily, um, Seth Morales, Mario Rodriguez, Rafael Sanchez, Charlie Garcia, um, wow. uh, Emily Geyer, uh, and myself, we came together to fund this program, to see the, put seed funding for this program to launch. Uh, so, uh, and in addition of this, we have received support from outside, not just no Latinos and non-Latino leaders. They are well-established, like Jim Morris and no, no other leaders in the community that have come forward and support and willing to, you know, to invest the time in giving back to the community by becoming mentors for our uh, circle. This is this is excellent news to hear, and um, I also want to reemphasize that, if I'm not mistaken, you are more than halfway through your leadership circle program, uh, trip to DCs in the near future, and you'll be going through what is close to a graduation and fully being a mentor for the next cohort. This first cohort was through invitation, but the second cohort is through application. Are there any requirements or any uh, 
uh, specifics that you're hoping your candidates have as they consider applying for the second Indiana Latino Leadership Circle? Yes, uh, they have to be ideally under 40s, already have a, a master program, have work experience, and in addition to community service and some level of leadership roles. I think we're just looking for diverse um, backgrounds, um, you know, mm-hmm. ideally. Like you said, under 40, um, someone who is really in their career um, and just looking to take those next steps. There are a lot of leaders out there that I'm sure are listening. So if you're interested in this opportunity, I encourage you to connect with the Indiana Latino Institute. And Marlene, for this episode's purposes, if they want to get in touch with the Indiana Latino Institute, how could they do so? Yeah, they can call 317-472-1055. As for Marlene Dotson, or they can visit our website. The applications will be, and the information about our program is also in our website, indianalatinoinstitute.org, and email as well, and they will find that in the website. Wonderful. So uh, I'm really, really delighted with this episode because, again, the Skill Up Build Up Uh, podcast is focused on leveraging those best practices and as you hear there's a lot happening with the Latino community in terms of preparing leaders Uh, I want to thank Juan Annabelle Rachel and Marlene for being on this episode and if you want to stay engaged with this conversation and what else is happening in workforce development please continue to check out the skill up build up podcast wherever you get podcasts the takeaways for this awesome episode they just are leaders that happen to be Latino. I I feel like that's the next level as we start to embrace diversity more, that we realize we're all in together, that some of us happen to have different backgrounds, but we're still all together. They're just leaders that happen to be Latino. I also feel like it's really critical that the leadership circle provides a toolkit for learning about policy and affecting change. I, I was really happy that Juan was able to distill that and, and help us realize, wow, I mean, that's a powerful thing that they're learning in, in about a year's time, and they're, they're going to continue to take that going forward. Also, key takeaway, we went in-depth and really tried to understand the power of organic mentorships. Um, obviously, there's a structured approach that ILI is going forward with, but they also realize how the informal or organic style of mentorship is extremely powerful in making a lot of uh, impact as well. And I really, really love that in all of this work, ILI knows that their mentorship is designed to make sure no participant walks alone. They have others with them that are part of this this journey, this struggle, as they make sure that there's more representation and leadership throughout the state of Indiana by the Latino population. Again, a phenomenal episode. I'm so grateful that you all were able to listen. If you want to stay engaged with the conversation, please continue to follow Skill Up Build Up at our website or go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay engaged. Stay engaged.